Welcome. We're so glad that you have chosen to worship with us today. My name is Reverend Dawn Douglas Flowers, and I serve at Parkway Hills United Methodist Church in Madison, Mississippi. And it is my joy to greet you and to invite you into worship with us. Parkway Hills is currently walking through the great 50 days of Easter, going through a series we've entitled, This is Our Story, This is Our Song. As we lift up and celebrate the resurrection, and as we tell the story of the faith that brings us together. But now, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God this day. Please join me in our responsive opening call to worship. We gather together to worship God, the shepherd of our souls, the one who has created us, who sustains us, who redeems us, who walks beside us in good times and bad, and who calls us to follow. This is our God. Let's worship God together. Our opening hymn is found in your bulletin, Easter Alleluia's. While singing is still deemed a, a risk, we ask you to remain seated, sing with your masks on, or you can follow along with the words, uh, but let us sing together.
for children's moment, so I'd like to invite all the children to come down. today. And I brought a couple of things with me. So what, well, you can come sit over here. Can you get through? What do these things remind you of? What, who, what, what Emma? A shepherd. a shepherd. Yes. Who knows a shepherd? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> You're stealing my thunder, Caroline. Yes, Jesus is a shepherd. But let me ask you this. Do any of your parents, or, or any of your parents, shepherds? Or any of your, I mean, like, really, do they take care of sheep? No. no. Any of your friends' parents? Do they take care of sheep? Did you? Okay. No. So you don't really know any shepherds these days. There are still shepherds. We don't have many here around Madison. But what does a shepherd do? What does he do? Yeah, Charlie. He takes care of sheep. You're exactly right. So what does he have to do to take care of them? What? Feed them. They, he has to make sure they find food to eat, right? What else? Yes, Cece? Make sure, make sure they have water. Yes, Chloe Jean? He watches them. What, Reed? Yeah. Make sure they have food. Yes, Cece? He protects them. That's right. If a wild animal were to come up, he would protect them from that. He finds them safe places to be. So we don't know any shepherds in our everyday lives here in Madison, but like Caroline said, we know Jesus. And in the Bible, Jesus is called the Good Shepherd. There's actually a lot of talk about shepherds and sheep in the Bible, and there's a psalm that's called The Lord is My Shepherd. And it talks about how God is there to take care of us. He makes sure we have water to drink and food. He provides for us. He protects us. And these sheep, these real sheep, they learn the sound of their shepherd's voice. They can recognize his voice and they follow their shepherd. So we can recognize God's voice as we pray to him and as we come to church and we can follow God because he is our shepherd. Now, let's pray and thank God for being our shepherd before we go. Will y'all pray with me? All right, I'll say a line and then you say it after me. Dear God, thank you for being our shepherd and caring for us and protecting us. Help us to listen to your voice. Amen. All right, now we will be going up to extended session. If you are three through kindergarten, you can come upstairs with me for extended session. And if you are older than that, you can go sit back down with your seat.
Hi, my name is Abby Jo Flowers, and I am a youth member here at Parkway Hills. I have some news to share today. Some of you may know that over the past year, we have been renovating our youth room, and part of this plan was to turn our current office space into a kitchen. This was not something that we could fit into the budget, so we decided to wait. However, a generous church member wanted to see this happen and decided to get the ball rolling. They will match dollar to dollar all the monetary gifts toward our kitchen up to $17,000. We will not let this opportunity pass. I am giving knowing that my gift will be matched because the Parkway Hills Youth Group has been an important part of my life over the past four years and especially during Corona. By building this kitchen, we are creating more opportunities to serve and connect as a youth group. I hope you will help us and, and give to help us meet our goal. Thank you. Our hymn of preparation is Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, found in the insert in your bulletin. And again, remain seated and sing softly with us. Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. This was one, um, I hate to say, of the few hymns that I appreciated as a child because it was, more of, it was one of the more upbeat hymns. It was fun to me. But those first words, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. I mean, I knew... I know that this was about singing praise, but as a child, I held this image of a mouth with all these tongues, kind of like Medusa, but not with the snakes, with like all these tongues coming out of their mouth. And it's another reason this hymn just kind of held this special place for me as a child. And I can't get this mental image out of my head even today. 
But this week, I kind of set with that image. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. And the heart, the heart of this hymn, we really want to get to the heart of it. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing is Charles Wesley, brother of John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement. It is Charles Wesley through song, through this imagery saying, oh, that I could continuously without ceasing, lift words of thanks and praise in a thousand different ways, telling the story in song of the God that I have come to know in Jesus Christ. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. You may have seen in the newsletter this week that this hymn has traditionally been the opening hymn in Methodist hymnals throughout the world since that first compilation of hymns for the use of the people called Methodist in 1780. It's still the first hymn in our hymn book, even though the number says 57. Now, the original poem had 18 stanzas, most of it never used in the hymn. Some of the original content is not known. Charles Wesley wrote the poem in 1739 to commemorate his own conversion. And this hymn, this was Charles Wesley's way of lifting the chorus of that series we're going through now. This is my story. This is my song. And what is his story? His song? Jesus as Redeemer. The one who enters the brokenness to make whole through grace that which has been broken. The one who brings joy in the midst of sorrow. The one who brings freedom for the oppressed. The one who brings life, health, and peace. All of this is in that hymn. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. Last week... I apparently traumatized some children when I said we aren't Christmas people, we are Easter people. So kids, don't worry. Emma's shaking her head like, yes, you did. Christmas is not going anywhere. But that core message we have, our story, our song, it comes from the empty tomb where life defeated death, where joy was found at the very place of sorrow, where freedom from the shackles of all the things was proclaimed. Our story, our song at its core is one that offers life and health and peace in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if I have, as I have planned this series, if I have read the stories of Scripture, what I have held while reading through the passages, is this. What is the story? What is the song about Jesus being lifted in the passages? What is it about Jesus that I am to receive? So I invite you to kind of hold that as we hear this week's passage coming from John 10, verses 11 through 18. And as we prepare to hear God's word this day, let us pray. Lord God, good shepherd, by the leading of your spirit, help us to listen for your voice and follow in your paths all the days of our lives. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Hear now John chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, the author of the Gospel of John is not short on images for Jesus. This is the gospel where you find all of those I am statements. Um, We just recently went through a series during quarantine looking at all of those I am statements. And you can find those on our website if you'd like to go back and listen. But today, we relook at one of the most well-known. I am the Good Shepherd. The fourth Sunday of Easter is known every year as Good Shepherd Sunday. We continue to celebrate the resurrected Christ, and we reflect on who Christ is and what the resurrection means for us and to us. So what was the author of the Gospel of John saying? What was his story? What was the song about Jesus that he hoped to offer the world with this image of a good shepherd? Now, I feel like um, when we went through the I Am series, I sufficiently covered all of the shepherd imagery in the Bible. So I re-looked at this passage in a little bit of a different way. And I thought, if this passage of Scripture was a song, to me, verses 14 and 15 could be the repeated chorus. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. To know and to be known. And the power of sacrificial love. This is what we find in Jesus, the Good Shepherd. To know and to be known. And the power of of sacrificial love. That first part, to know and to be known, well, this is timeless. I mean, this is a human desire, a human need to know and be known, to be seen in all of your humanity, to belong just as you are for who you are. According to psychology today, um, a sense of belonging is a human need just like the need for food and shelter. They said that that feeling, that feeling that you belong is one of the most important things in being able to see the value in life. 
one of the most important, they said, yet least recognized need of most humans. And we know, we know this is true. We know we crave human connection. I mean, this is why this past year was so hard. Even before COVID hit, research was showing that we were experiencing an epidemic of loneliness, that we are the most connected we've ever been, but also the loneliest we've ever been. Then quarantine happened. And it wasn't just that people were sick. It wasn't just that we lost loved ones. It was that individuals were alone. People were dying alone. There's even all this discussion on research on what the effect of this will have on our kids, those who still sit at home, disconnected from their friends. So to that, in the midst of all that, to that epidemic of loneliness, what we as church have is a story of a Savior who says, I know you. You can know me. And in me, you can come to know God, who is love. Jesus, first and foremost, knows each of us with all of our accomplishments and failings, our hopes and despairs, Jesus sees us. This past Tuesday, I waited nervously, like many, to hear the verdict in the Chauvin trial. And as I listened to Keith Ellison, Attorney General of Minnesota, share his thoughts about the verdict, this is what struck me about his words. He said, George Floyd mattered because he was a human being. And there is no way we can turn away from that reality. He then went on to talk about the people who stopped to film, the people who raised their voices, and he said, why did others stop to capture this moment on film? They didn't know George Floyd. They didn't know he had a beautiful family. They stopped and raised their voices, and they even challenged authority because they saw his humanity. One of Archbishop Desmond Tutu's sayings, coming from his Ubuntu tradition, is this, my humanity is bound up in yours, for we can only be human together. In Jesus, our story, our song, is that we are offered the gift of being fully known in all of our humanity and in receiving this gift, we are free to see others in all of their humanity, to be known, and then to go forth to know, to give the gift of connection, of belonging, of being part of a flock, of part of something bigger than we are as individuals, part of something that has the power to transform, part of something and this is the second part of that, that passage, of that image. Part of something grounded in sacrificial love. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Because that's the other piece of this, right? 
not just to be known, but to realize what Jesus is saying is, I'm all in, all the way. I lay down my life for the sheep. No one makes me do this. I choose to do this because those whom God has created are worth it. You are worth it. The Good Shepherd offers us all of this, and in turn, the story, the song that we offer to the world is this. As church, as the body of Christ, we say, you are known. You are seen. You matter because you are a human being created in the image of God. Full stop. We work to create a world where this is true, where this is lived, and we do reflect on our own commitments, our own lives. We ask, what are we willing to sacrifice? What are we willing to lay down in love so that this message, this story, this song may be shared so that I might come to know another human being made in the image of God, maybe even one who looks, thinks, acts, votes, eats different than me, that I might come to know them as a sibling in Christ. And together, we might come to more fully know Jesus through one another, to more fully see Christ in one another. So many voices have said over this past week after hearing the verdict of the Chauvin trial that the work is not over. But today we gather in this space and we say thanks be to God that we as church have a good shepherd leading, guiding, directing, speaking if we will but humble ourselves to follow and to listen. May it be so. Amen. I think it's fitting as we hold um, the weight of the past week for our country, but also the weight worldwide um, of places still struggling with COVID, some places who are being hit harder right now around the world than we are that it's fitting that we respond to God in prayer, that we take all that we have heard to God in prayer, and that we share our prayers one for another. You'll find prayer concerns on your bullet in your bulletin, the back of your bulletin that you can take home and pray over throughout the rest of this week. Um, I invite you to remember Melody Musgrove and Anne Weisenborn, and there will be space in the prayer for you to lift the names of those that you hold in love, silently or aloud. Um, I, and if the name has been lifted before and you feel the need to say it again, I invite you to do so. That this may indeed be a space where we sit in God's presence and we in love share the concerns and the weights of those we love. There is a response um, when you hear, God of goodness and mercy, I invite you to say, hear our prayer. But now... Let us go to God in prayer. Let us pray.
We are your people, O oh God, the sheep of your pasture, the flock that you have gathered. Lead us beside still waters and teach us the way of righteousness. We gather in this sacred space, lifting our prayers to the shepherd of our souls, saying, God of goodness and mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the church in every place, that we may indeed go forth boldly to share our story and song of sacrificial love with the world, to offer a safe place for those to find a faith family, to connect and to belong. Gather us together and make us one, one in ministry and mission to the world, so that there will be one flock, one shepherd. God of goodness and mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the nations of the world. We pray for those still struggling amidst the weight of COVID, for places that lack resources, for places striving to overcome poverty and violence. Anoint all your leaders with your wisdom so that they will use their power to help the poor and defend the vulnerable. God of goodness and mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for this community. You know the needs, you know the burdens, you know the challenges. Strengthen those who work each day to heal the sick, welcome the outcast, and help sisters and brothers in need. God of goodness and mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for friends and loved ones. And in love, we lift their names to you, either silently or aloud. Melody Musgrove, Anne Weisenborn. Comfort all who are suffering. Walk with them through dark valleys and restore them body, mind, and soul. God of goodness and mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, by the power of your spirit, help us to keep your commandments and to love one another with the love of Jesus. Good shepherd, walk beside us through the joy and trouble of this coming week and lead us in right paths for your name's sake. We lift all this in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Part of Good Shepherd Sunday is also lifting, I'm dropping things, lifting Psalm 23. So we will do that as a closing hymn together. It's to the tune of Amazing Grace. Um, but before we do, a couple things that jumped out to me um, in, in this psalm this week, thinking about my story and my song. 
You know, this is normally a psalm that we lift and say at funerals for the comfort that it provides, but it's really a psalm about life. That line, he restores my soul, soul, can better be translated, keeps me alive. Thinking of Jesus Christ giving us life, health, and peace. And then the end, when you sing through this, keep this in mind, that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It struck me that the end of this psalm isn't about us pursuing God, but goodness and mercy pursuing us, coming to us our whole life long, so that where we are, God will also be. So I invite you to put your mask back on as we stand and sing Psalm 23 to the tune of Amazing Grace. As we continue to be mindful of safety, we do not pass the offering plates, and we uh, have a basket in the back for your offering and, and uh, offerings and, and tithes. But your gifts do make a difference in what the, the missions and the mission ministries of Parkway Hill. So please remember that. You can also give online, and you can also be a, a part of that as well. But now receive this benediction. May the God of all hope open your eyes. May the God of all peace still your anxious mind. 
May the God of all love fill your hearts to fullness beyond measure, for this is our story, this is our song. Go now in the hope and the peace and love of God, and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Thank you for joining us for worship. If you're looking for a safe Thank you for joining us for worship. If you're looking for a safe place to explore faith, or if you'd just like to learn more about this community of faith, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to any member of our staff with prayer requests, needs, or questions, or just to find out how to join our church family. Now may the love of God surround you. May the love of God uplift you. May the love of God stand with you through the challenges ahead. May the love of God convince you in every situation to love. Go now to love others, even as Christ loves you. Amen.